Hello, and welcome back to our study of Panina Halacha, the teachings of Rabbi Yisrael Shlita. We are closing out another strong week of learning. Hope everyone had a good Tu Bishvat. We continue to learn and daven on behalf of the brave soldiers of the IDF, Lerufu Shalema, Holy Israel, and for the return of all of our hostages. Here at our little production, pleased to say that this is going to be our 300th episode, episode number 300. So thank you everyone who's been along for the ride. <clears throat> Let's hope we can do many, many more. So the next chapter, Ma'amada shalom mitzvah mebechina halachtit. Kifishu lamadu, amur chachamam ha-mitzvah yishiva aretz. So as we learn, Chazal tell us about the mitzvah of settling the land of Israel. It's found in a sefrei and a tosefta, that yeshivat eretz Yisrael shkula keneged kala mitzvah shibatora, that settling the land of Israel is on the same level or it's equal to all the other mitzvahs in the Torah. But there are a lot of mitzvahs that Chazal say are equal to all the other mitzvahs. In the note, he brings a number of examples of what these might be. However, from Halach point of view, the mitzvah of settling the land has something more than other mitzvahs in the Torah. As we have said previously, because this mitzvah is the one that we are commanded to do so with Mesiris Nefesh, giving over our lives even, to conquer the land, to safeguard it from our enemies. Furthermore, this mitzvah can push off a rabbinic prescription, a rabbinic prohibition on Shabbos. So this is not the place to decide and discuss what exactly is called the Shavuos and Isra Durabonon. However, we'll just mention that the sages, they created certain siyagim, fences for the Torah, to safeguard that we shouldn't violate Torah prohibitions. To Orisa prohibitions. And when it comes to the laws of Shabbos, those fences are called Shivus. So this is so strong that if we have a tug of war, so to speak, between fulfilling a positive Torah commandment and it goes against a negative rabbinic commandment when it comes to Shabbos. So the rabbis tell us that one should not violate the rabbinic commandment that overtakes the positive Torah commandment. Because if we violate the fences that the Chazal put around the mitzvahs, then we might possibly violate the Torah mitzvahs themselves. So for example... So we know that one can have a bris mila on Shabbos. If it's the eighth day, a healthy baby, not a C-section, etc., that the, the bris overrides the mitzvah of Shabbos. However, if in order to fulfill the mitzvah of bris, the knife is not where it's supposed to be, and they have to carry the knife in an unauthorized fashion, again, it's a derabonon, Isser, it's a rabbinic prohibition to carry the knife. Let's say there's no Eruv in a place where you're not allowed to carry, then you cannot do the bris. The not carrying the knife will overtake, it will 
supersede the mitzvah of doing the bris meal. I know it sounds kind of counter one's logic, but that's the way Chazal has set it up. Yisrael came furthermore, in order to prohibit and prevent the prohibitions of Shabbos, so we had it this year, that if the first day of Rosh Hashanah falls on Shabbos, so Chazal instituted that we don't blow shofar. Why? Because we're worried that someone might need lessons or have a question about the shofar, and he'll take the shofar and carry it unlawfully on Shabbos, which is a rabbinic prohibition, and that overrides the Torah obligation to sound the shofar. And the same thing which we had this year in the first day of Sukkot is on Shabbos. Same reason. We don't want someone to possibly take the lulav, carry it in Rosh Hashanah, carry it unlawfully, which is a rabbinic prohibition, and that will override the Torah commandment to take the lulav on the first day. So as we had it this year, no one was able to fulfill the Torah commandment of Shofar Lulav on the first day because we had this rabbinic prescription in place. But there's only one mitzvah, which of course is the mitzvah of settling the land of Israel. The shvus does not went over. So this is very interesting, that if it, the possibility arises that you can buy property in Israel from a non-Jew and it can only take place on Shabbos, you can make sure that the Kenyan, that the acquisition happens via a non-Jew who can write the contract for you on Shabbos, and you could even show the non-Jew where's the money that he could take it on Shabbos. We're not talking about saving the entire land. We're only talking about, let's say, buying one home. And in order to redeem this one property, this one home, Chachamim allowed us to forego their prohibitions, which we don't have in other mitzvahs. Now, he quotes extensively here from, this is found in Orachayim Shinvav, and different concept of Shvus, Shvus, which is in the footnotes, but just we're trying to highlight the importance of mitzvah Yishev Haaretz, of how important it is to settle the land that it'll even override a Shvus of the Chachamim. In any event, thank you again for listening this week. Thank you for listening for the last 300 episodes. Hard to believe it's 300 episodes. And just as a personal note, I put a lot of these in part of the programming and processing of this. It's on a memory card. So I'm actually finishing a 128-gigabyte memory card. That's how much memory has been used. That's how much 300 episodes takes up. We'll start a new one next time. Wish everyone a peaceful and restful Shabbos. Please continue davening for Chaylim and IDF, the Fush Lim, Israel. Safe return of all the hostages. We'll see you here next time. Thanks again for listening. Wishing you all Shabbat Shalom.